Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final podcast recording of 2022. And my special guest, a player's NIL storyteller, Miss Mia Yuo. Mia, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited. And first of all, everyone, if you don't know already, Mia plays softball at Morgan State uh, in Baltimore, Maryland, and she's proudly wearing her colors today. So we're, we'll get into some of that, but I'm excited about that. I love your enthusiasm, your smile. I love the work that you're doing um, on and off the field. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But I always start the podcast with the same question, Mia. And it's, you know, we're trying to, at the Players NIL, make, uh, create an opportunity to use athletics to better our lives, whether it be professionally, personally, academically. You're a college athlete, so you've done that. But let's go back to the beginning. I use two words. One is sports. And that's the fandom, right? The, the Being a fan, watching on TV, going to games, attending events, and then athletics, which is the participation. So let's start with sports. When you were young, do you remember the first game you went to, the first thing you saw on TV that, that resonated with you? Who were you with? What was the sport? Do you have any recollection? So for me, this is what my parents always tell me. So after I was born, I was eight days old. I was at my first slow pitch game at eight days old. And so from there on after that, I have two older sisters. I would watch them play all the time. So that's where my love for softball started to develop. You know, um, I would just go to their tournaments all the time, travel tournaments. I got to see, you know, what travel ball was like. So that's where it started for me. It was my you the, Yeah, you were one of those kids behind the bleachers playing in the dirt probably. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> I love it. All right. So you were born into a softball family. So it was kind of yeah. preordained and predestined that you would do that. But let's talk about athletics when you first started playing. Was softball your first sport? Did you play other sports? Tell me about the beginning of your athletic journey. Softball was my first sport. And then after that, I also started playing basketball. Um, you know, I liked basketball a lot, but it wasn't, you know, the same passion that I had for softball. It wasn't, you know, in the family the same way softball was. You know, it wasn't like the main thing, but that's something else I did. Um, and I guess, you know, like most people, I started with like T-ball, you know, Little League. And I think I had to be like, I think I was like nine when it was just like, okay, Little League, this, this isn't the level of competition that I'm at right now. Like, I need to do something better, see different types of competition because where I'm at right now, like, I'm, I'm miserable. You know, I was losing every game and I'm like, why can't, why can't you guys catch the ball or hit it? Like I can, or like people that, you know, or like my sisters can. So that's when, when I was nine, that's when I started playing travel ball, softball and, you know, seeing the big teams from like California, Texas, that kind of stuff. So. Exciting. Then, yeah, more travel that's, college. <laughs> I love it. That's exciting. So tell me about some of the influences during that period of time. Did you have a coach? Did you have a teammate? Was there a good influence? Was there a bad influence? Was there some experience that you had that said, I never want to do that, or I never want to be that person, or I never want to be in this situation again? Tell us about those 9, 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old days, which are really formative for a young woman uh, off the field, but athletically also very much you know, a growth period. So tell us about some of the mentors or the leaders that you looked up to in that period of time. So I would say that my, at the time, my first ASA coach was someone that 
you know, made me feel like I was, you know, that kid. Like, I had it. I had something special. You know, like, when I went to the tryouts, like, after, you know, tryouts were over and everything, he told my mom that, oh, like, this girl, like, she's something special. And, like, you know, I never really heard something like that from an adult that, you know, wasn't my own family. So that's when I was kind of like, okay, like, I really am, you know, able to be playing at a high level. And so, honestly, that first year on that team was pretty rough. But, you know, after that year, we got a lot of new girls. And that's where I met my best friend, who is still currently my best friend. And her name is also Mia. So, we were kind of this dynamic duo. So, playing with her was always, like, something I loved doing. So, it was just always a great time out on the field. And she was a pitcher and also played second. So, we'd be in the middle infield together or she'd be my pitcher that I'm backing up. So we always had like a great relationship and like the way that our energies bounced off each other in like a leadership way, like the way that we led the team was something that, you know, really made me like love playing the sport. I love it. Shout out to Mia number two, your best friend. I love those <laughs> exactly. stories. One, cause she was born before me. So I'm Mia number two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mia one. Uh, what position, what position were you playing in those days? I played shortstop my whole life, literally until I got to colleges the first time I didn't play shortstop. So, okay. yeah. All right. So you, so you, you have some fun experiences. You're playing with some better competition, which is improving your game. You're best friends with me and number one, your coach is enthusiastic telling you that, you know, you have a chance. When did you realize that you could play in college and, 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 and what was that journey like in terms of college decision, you know, where you go, when you go, who, who, who were you attracted to in terms of mentors and leaders in the college level? So for me, like um, something that really made me realize that I can go D1 and I can play at a high level was there's this um, annual tournament called the Colorado uh, Sparkler. It happens every year, summer big tournament, um, it's really like a big exposure tournament, but it's not like, um, you know, sometimes exposure tournaments are like, there's not really like a winner. This one is like, just like the big one, but there is a winner and everything. So another thing that they do at that tournament is they have all stars and like all Americans. So for three years, like in a row, I was on the all-star team and then twice I made it onto the all American team. So in that time period where I was, you know, being selected out of thousands of people in this tournament, I was being selected like of what ended up being like maybe 50 girls at the end in these, in the all American game. So I'm realizing like, Oh, like I'm at this level and there's so many other people here. So that means something, you know? So starting to see like when I would be picked out of, you know, thousands of people that, you know, this is like, I'm a good player and people are seeing that is when I was like, okay, like I'm going to start getting, you know, the recognition that I deserve and that kind of stuff, you know. Love that. That's, that's great. It had to be an amazing feeling. So for those that don't know, Mia is a multi-talented student athlete and off the field, she has a passion for art. So much like athletics, I'm assuming that your interest in art started young. Tell us a little bit about your interest in art and, and how that has progressed. Yeah, when I was a kid, like, I would draw a lot like I would, you know, if we were going even to like my sister's tournaments, if we were going to a tournament, like, you know, a long car ride, I'd bring a notebook and be drawing in the backseat. Um, 
you know, and like th- that was the thing. Like once I really started getting into softball, it was like I'm not the one who's following along, able to just John do my thing. I'm the one who's actually playing and putting all this time into the sport. So it's like softball, you know, became like an overshadow a little bit. It wasn't always I wasn't able to always put my time into art. But then once I got into high school and, you know, travel ball didn't start as early because you still had your high school season, which wasn't quite as intense as travel. I had a little bit more time and I was able to take art classes too in school. So, you know, when I was in high school and, you know, it's not always great to compare yourself to others, but I noticed that, you know, my artwork, in my opinion, seemed to be like at, you know, a higher level than some of the other people around me. And even now in college, like, I think that like in my classes that I'm doing really well. So, you know, art is something that I always have to go find, you know, even if it's not the main thing in my journey at that moment, it's something that is going to be incorporated in there some way that I can. What is your uh, favorite medium? Are you a sculptor? Are you a painter? What do you, what is your, I'm a painter. Your I like, that's been my thing um, for oil, a while. Oil or water? Well, I, started off with like just regular acrylic but this year in um my class this past semester was the first time I ever worked with oil painting and after trying it out it's definitely going to be like the main thing I do and especially because of how expensive the tubes of paint that I had to buy are like I'm getting I'm getting my money's worth out of those and they're really nice to work with I like them well, you know, I have a philosophy about parenting, and I think uh, from what I'm learning, uh, you fit into this category. So I believe the two greatest things that parents can give their kids are confidence and opportunity. And there's different ways to gain confidence, right? It could be through math and science, academic achievements. It could be through, you know, mentorship, leadership. It could be through athletics. And for me, and it sounds like uh, a lot of the, the, the confidence that you've gained is from athletics, You've applied that to your life. You've used athletics to better your life and create college opportunities. You've kept the balance with your art interests. And I've seen some of your work. It's amazing. And we'll get to uh, how we can see some of that later on. But um, so now you get to college. It's a little bit different level of competition. You know, everyone's a little bit more serious. The commitment's a little bit more. But along comes NIL, name, image, and likeness. Tell us why you're interested in being a player's NIL storyteller and why you're interested in name, image, and likeness. How do you see that in your present and in your future? Well, for one, I just think that it opens up a lot of opportunities for me in the future. Like even now, like I'm making connections with you and all the people on the team that I, you know, never would have came in contact with if I didn't try to put myself out there. And it's like, you know, when I was in high school, you know, this wasn't a thing yet. Like players weren't really able to get um, paid. So like my sister and my brothers who were in college, like they didn't have this. So seeing like this cool new thing that, you know, it's brand new. Uh, like I'm, I'm a part of like the beginning of history really, which is super cool. Like, you know, this is just the beginning. And I feel like now is just the time to do it. Like not to jump on it late. Like some people are going to be doing, you know, and I just really think that it's just going to be a great way to have opportunities and many different things in life. Good. Well, I, I love that. And, and again, using athletics to better our lives and better the lives of the people around us through giving back community service, 
is one of our pillars, um, philanthropy, creating opportunities to give back, which also are great for your NIL brand. So, so tell us a little bit about uh, your NIL experience. What, what is, what have you learned during this process or what are you hoping to learn? I, I understand that you're, you, you know, you recognize that it's a unique opportunity and you're in the beginning of it and you are going to be one of the founding members of this community uh, forever. But what are you trying to get out of NIL? What, like, what, what can people expect for, you know, a division one softball player at an HBCU school, you know, not a power five quarterback at Alabama or Ohio state, you know, not a division one basketball player, which is, you know, a big NIL sport, but a non-revenue sport. You know, what could we, we use words like relatable and attainable. How could people look at Mia and say, I could do that to share some of the things that you're working on. Well, for me, like being a part of like NIL stuff, like it's given me confidence and I think that I give other people confidence because, you know, I'm not at the biggest school ever. So, you know, if there's another girl at, you know, a school, you know, maybe the same size as mine or maybe smaller, they might see me and be like, oh, if she can do it, I can do it too. Or even people who maybe might see my video and are at a bigger school than me, they're like, oh, if she can do it, then I definitely can. Like, so I feel like, like the number one thing is like confidence right now is what I'm trying to promote for other people and in myself like because other people can be confident in me but if I'm not confident in myself then that doesn't mean anything you know so great I'm just I love it Fred love <laughs> yeah no I, I love it and, and you know it's what the players NIL is all about is making it relatable and attainable to to everyone there is an NIL deal for all it may not be a million dollars you know it may be something more modest but it still could be life-changing in terms of your experiences in terms of the people that you meet, if it's a little bit extra spending money when you're in college, I think we all understand that, that that's welcomed as well. Let's not uh, discount the fact that this is a business. So um, so this is the uh, advice and uh, a column uh, uh, opportunity for you. So, you know, your, your young Mia, best friend Mia, sophomore in high school, what would you say to yourself looking in the mirror, you know, in terms of college decisions, using sports, social media, now NIL. How would you advise young Mia, sophomore in high school today, looking back, what advice would you give her? Um, I would probably tell myself to, you know, focus on school a little bit harder because I wasn't like, I wasn't a bad student, but I wasn't like the 4.0 student that is getting every single offer because their, you know, their grades are just so perfect that, you know, I can't deny you, you know? So I would tell myself to focus on school more because, you know, maybe I could have been, you know, in a power five school, but I feel like when I was younger, I definitely, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I wasn't like a cocky kid. I would say I wasn't like that, but I feel like I definitely could have been a little bit humbled because, you know, I feel like a lot of the time I just felt like, Oh, like my natural talents are just enough to go anywhere. But, you know, that's not really reality. And I didn't always see that back then. So I would tell myself, straighten right. up oh, so the first two are yeah the first two are study more second the first one is the first one is study more second one is be humble how about in terms of nil so if you knew what you know today when you were a sophomore in high school would you have started your journey earlier building your social media campaign what would you have done i think i would have um taken more time to focus on my hobbies you know like art because, you know, it's obviously a big passion of mine. I would have taken more time to focus on that because 
at the end of the day, even though it feels like your sport is all you, you are, like, once you're done playing, like, what is, what's going to be left of you, you know? So. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. Create balance. I love that. So uh, before we leave, this is your chance to uh, give shout out to anybody that you'd like to shout out to friends, family, brands that you're working with, and also to give us your social handles. Where can people find you? Where can they find your art? Tell us how to find Mia. Okay, you can find my Instagram and my TikTok at MiaJo13. Um, I want to give a shout out to my softball team, Morgan State Softball. We are the Bears. <laughs> um, shout out to my family for getting me here. Shout out to my boyfriend <laughs> for being a good supporter. Um, and yeah. Good. <laughs> well, you're... You're a humble student athlete, but I have a feeling that you have a bright future. You're academically clued in now. You're athletically playing at a top level. You're building your brand. You're learning about life. You're creating life skills. It's everything that the Players NIL stands for. And I just want to say congratulations, but that is not the end. We want to wish you best of luck, and we want to be part of your journey here at the Players NIL. So, Mia, thank you for being my guest today. Thank you for having me. Awesome.